to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. Welcome back to another episode of the Culture State Podcast. I am Chris Lee. And I'm Dennis Cox. Yep. Is that applause for us? Did yeah, I hear it is. in the background? Yeah, it is. That's awesome. We're taking a step up in the world. Uh, <laughs> we we got to make sure that we show some more hometown love, specifically my hometown, yeah, your hometown. of High Point, North Carolina. Um, you know, we haven't had NASCAR yet on it, and NASCAR is so North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure that, you know, first of all, this is a long NASCAR season. We kind of got started in January. Uh, but when NASCAR's offseason is in, we, we're going to try to get a lot more NASCAR representation uh, on this show. Um, but while we have it now, we had a few minutes to spend with Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12 car. Um, and I, I believe he's for uh, Team Penske, uh, driving for Team Penske. And um, he's from High Point, North Carolina, one of the young, exciting, up-and-coming drivers uh, that there is right now in, in the Cup Series and NASCAR. And yeah, it's just exciting to have him on, and we got a chance to talk to him a, a few days ago. From the day that we're recording, it's, I believe, 17 top 10s this season alone, mm. uh, which is just, it's absolutely insane how good he is. And if you talk about, again, racing in the state of North Carolina, when you look at some of the greatest to do what they ever ever done in their sport or co- competition, Michael Jordan, basketball, speaks for itself, right? Richard yep. Petty, the king, yeah. <laughs> from right here in North Carolina. So, like, yeah. some of the best to ever do it are from right here in this state. You know, Richard Petty is on an, another level, and that's going to be something that I, I want to try to get done for us as well, mm-hmm. uh, interview with, with him. But, like, you know, he's left such a legacy here, and there's been so many people that's grown up around here that want to be like him or people who've come to the state of North Carolina to, yeah. uh, you know, follow their dreams. Uh, of becoming um, a NASCAR driver all because of Richard Petty, you know? And so, um, you know, Ryan Blaney, um, he was born elsewhere, but grew up most of his life in in High Point uh, with his dad. His dad was into the racing business and everything like that. So um, just an amazing young man. One of the, one of his marquee moments that I remember is when they had the first Roval uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So for those who are listening, who don't know what that is, you know, the typical oval that you race around, they All changed it at Char- Charlotte Motor Speedway into a road course. So there's left turns, there's right turns, there's twisties, there's chicanes. There's all kinds of things happening over there. And Ryan Blaney won the very first one yep. uh, in spectacular fashion because the two cars that were ahead of him crashed out <laughs> literally, yeah. at the, literally at the last chicane. And then he threw the smoke. You see Ryan Blaney and he comes in and he uh, finished first. Uh, huge moment in his career, and he's done nothing but just kind of go up since then. He's still young. He's early in his 30s. He's got a fantastic career. He's 27, right? No, not, right, not even. He's 27. Yeah. I didn't even hit 30 yet. So he's yeah. got a long time ahead of him before <laughs> he even reaches his peak as a driver, and he's still one. Of, he's already established himself as one of the best now. And you talk about people coming to North Carolina in the, for for the racing business, so many of these teams like Penske, Joe Gibbs, they're all based either in Charlotte or around Charlotte. That's where all their garages are. That's where they operate. NASCAR's Hall of Fame and, and operations are right there in Charlotte downtown. And you, got, you mentioned Charlotte Motor Speedway, j- just outside the city. So NASCAR and just racing in general is embedded in this state. If you want to be in that business, this is where you come. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of... 
uh, big time racing that is that's happened uh, here in the state of North Carolina. I mean, it's it's just so it's so big. And I, I hope that uh, for racing and for our racing heads, I hope that they clean up uh, the Wilkes Motor Speedway over yes. in Wilkes County and that they bring some racing back. I hope that they bring uh, back dirt racing that used to happen in Raleigh. Yeah. Right. They, they brought back dirt racing this year, uh, but it wasn't in Raleigh. I hope they bring it back to Raleigh. And then I also hope that the all star race comes back to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. It's been a Texas Motor Speedway this year. It's going to go back next year. And I know NASCAR is trying to, you know, expand their horizons and everything. But man, like, you know, <laughs> you've got to keep the big races where the yeah. big races are at, I think. Sure. And I think um, having an all-star race in Charlotte would be amazing. But, you know, that's not it's not time for me to be on my pedestal about this. No, nah, no, nah, That's nah. just some some ideas I want to throw out there to NASCAR if they happen to be listening. It's just our podcast, Chris. You know, we don't yeah. we don't need any of that. But you mentioned that the small tracks and the dirt races and things like that. That is actually some of the most fun you can have. Just just mm. go watching those just little quarter mile tracks, whether it's all dirt or small pavement, whatever it is, those can be a lot of fun. Just coming out there in community, just having a good time watching these races. And there are a lot of just, you know, sprints like, okay, it's a quarter mile track, 20 laps, you know, it's just go, go, go. It really is a lot of fun to go attend something like that every once in a while. It really is a good time. And there's so many tracks around this state that I want to see them come back. Yeah. And, you know, even the smaller tracks uh, where, you know, you, that you were referring to where the young guns are out there yeah. trying to get make a name for themselves. Or you cut um, your teeth. You know, it's, it's sometimes you can like stumble upon a track. <laughs> if you didn't know where a track yeah. was, you can stumble like, oh, there's a track here. And they race every weekend. And it's and it's a fun time. It really is a fun time. Uh, Dennis, if you ever get a chance to be in Winston-Salem uh, mm -hmm. over the summer, go to Bowman Gray. You got to okay. experience Bowman Gray races. All right. Uh, that is a place where Richard Petty won a lot back in like the 60s. Um, but it's also just kind of like a throwback. It's where Winston-Salem State plays their football in the fall. But in yeah. the summer, this is where races happen. And it's uh, it's just so a, Carolina. It's a really fun Saturday night. Yeah, that's so North Carolina. Get football games in the fall, <laughs> racing in the summertime, all at one yeah. place. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> of course. All right. So uh, after this quick break, we're going to hear from High Point, North Carolina's own Ryan Blaney right here on the Culture State Podcast. All right. They say that people from High Point, North Carolina are the coolest people in the world. Two people on this call are from High Point, North Carolina. Dennis, I'm sorry that you're not. Um, <laughs> so there's two people here that are that could qualify as two of the coolest people in the world one happens to be a, a really good nascar driver and has won three races so far this season and a part of the uh the uh, playoff race right now um as nascar is starting to wind up for the season ryan blaney is joining us right now uh first off thank you for uh your time today but also i want to ask you about your three wins this season and, and two uh as recently as as august um you know how how is your team clicking right now and how do you feel for the rest of this playoff push? Well, you know, first of all, I, you know, I haven't met many people that say high point people are the coolest people ever. So that's good. <laughs> nice to meet a fellow high point. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been uh, good times at high points and uh, cool to go back every now and then, but no, this year is, uh, you know, it's been, been pretty good for us, obviously as of late, you know, winning the, the final couple races in the regular season, uh, Michigan and Daytona really helped us out. Obviously, it gave us really good momentum going into the playoffs, right? Confidence was high, and, you know, we did our jobs in the first round, um, where they were able to transfer and 
uh, you know, and now everything resets and, and we head on out to Vegas for the second round. So just hope to do the same thing is just everyone do their job and, and do it to the best of their abilities. And, and I feel like if our team can do that, you know, we can go out and compete with the best guys and win races and keep moving on and hopefully make it to Phoenix. That's obviously the goal and just have to stay uh, focused on the task at hand. So with the playoff structure, it, it's obviously it's different than it was in years past. Does that impact how you approach each individual race before the playoffs or is it, look, we're just, we're, we're gunning for a checkered flag. We're gunning for a win. Yeah. Um, you know, with the kind of the playoff format nowadays, you know, they put a bigger emphasis on winning in the regular season, right. Giving you bonus points that carry through the, through the playoffs and through the rounds. Uh, and then, you know, stages, winning stages, giving you a, you know, a playoff point. It just, it's extra ex incentive to kind of, win throughout the regular season, you don't know, perform well, you know, as you know, in a handful of years ago, um, you know, before they kind of had the playoff points thing that if you want to race, you're already in the playoffs. And so you, then you kind of have teams go into almost like a R and D year of like trying things before the playoffs. Cause they're like, well, it doesn't matter. Everything resets. We could win run one race or we could win six races in the regular season. And we'll have the same points as that guy. So, and NASCAR, so NASCAR started benefiting guys and teams that win more in the regular season. So um, obviously it's, it's huge to do that um, and big to win in the playoffs too, because it transfers you automatically to the next round as well as giving you bonus points. So um, winning, winning is key. I mean, that's in any sport um, and in our sport, it just kind of helps you out uh, throughout your playoff run. So uh, mindset this weekend is to win Vegas and already be locked into the next round. That's the, that's the, Best thing to do, easier said than done, but uh, that's what everyone's got their mind on. I know it's one race at a time, and uh, you're looking ahead to the to the very next race. But um, is it hard not to look at the schedule and see uh, Roval coming up, knowing that one of the most exciting races uh, in the last few years, the inaugural Roval 400 that you won, uh, mm -hmm. and you get the chance to come home and and you have the experience of winning there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is that exciting to look at, and do you feel like you have it an advantage going into that race? Yeah, it is exciting for sure. Um, you know, to look back at that race and, uh, you know, a few years ago, and that was a very exciting finish. You know, we kind of were able to be the right place at the right time, part of the season. Um, you know, so that was, uh, it was cool to win that first one. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, now going back to the Roval for this is our fourth year running the Roval. Um, it's kind of normal now, you know, when we, when we started doing it in 2018, no one knew what to expect. It was completely different from any road course we've run before. And um, now it's like, well, we're just going to the Roval. You know, it's just it's just part of the schedule now. So um, I think that experience, you know, being there a few times for everybody uh, helps everybody out, obviously. And But I think us winning there, we've had good runs there. I mean, we won in 18. We ran fifth there last year. Um, so I, I think we run pretty good at that racetrack. So, yeah, it's nice to go home. You know, stay around home. A lot of guys are, you know, grew up in the North Carolina area. So it's nice. Uh, and obviously the teams are around here. So we take a lot of pride in that race whenever we can run at Charlotte. And uh, the Roval is just one of them special ones that you want to get check flagging. Speaking of just racing in North Carolina, what makes auto racing in this state so special? Um, you know, I think just just the history of, of motor sports, you know, kind of on the East coast or wherever you want to, you know, have it, you know, I think it's just kind of where NASCAR was built and born. Well, not really in North Carolina per se, you know, but kind of down the East coast and, um, you know, the Southeast. So, um, 
but yeah, for me personally, I just, you know, I grew up in High Point. Um, you know, Charlotte is an hour from where I grew up. Honestly, I grew up to Martinsville, closer than Charlotte. Martinsville is only about, you know, 40 minutes away from High Point. But um, so I think it's just everyone wants to win at home, you know, where they grew up, where they spent most of their life. And um, yeah, it's just got a big connection here with, uh, with the, you know, people that, you know, follow motorsports forever, whether they're from, you know, California or North Carolina, I feel like everyone can come here and see all the race shops because all the teams are really based in like a 30 mile radius of each other around the Charlotte area, Mooresville area. And um, it's a lot of bragging rights uh, whenever we go to the Charlotte racetrack. All right, let's talk a little bit of high point. Uh, if, if you if you will, I'm, I went to Southwest Guilford, so I'm a cowboy um, yep. class of 04. Do you have any fond memories? I wanted to ask you about Ocala Mall. Do you have any fond memories of Ocala Mall before it started to tank and went down the hill and it just doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, it's still standing, right? It's just, there's nothing in there. I believe it's still standing, but there's yeah. like nothing, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I went, uh, I went to IHM for elementary school and middle school. Um, and then I went to Bishop McGinnis for high school and that was in Kernersville. So it's kind of outside of High Point I went to high school in, but um, I do have some fond memories of Ocala. Um, you know, I mean, that's what you did as a kid. You get your parents to drop you off at the mall and you just walk around there with your friends and sit at the food court and go see a movie. And it's weird. Like that was a thing back in the day, right? It's weird that you just, your parents would just drop you off at this location and leave you <laughs> for hours and you find your friends and, and, uh, you wouldn't even buy anything. You just kind of hang out there. I mean, that was what it was. So, um, and I do remember Ocala, it, it did have a kind of a sketchy reputation every now and then. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't yeah. the safest place to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was the place to go. It was a place to hang out at. And, um, yeah. you know, I probably, you know, can't talk too much of maybe what we did around there at the parking lot or something. <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, but um, no, a lot of fun. Um, I love going back to High Point. Honestly, I went back to High Point like three months ago for the first time in a few years. And uh, like was on Main Street and things like that. And it was crazy the amount of things that are new popped up, you know, breweries and new restaurants and almost couldn't recognize it, uh, how many things were, were new and around there. So it's cool to see that area growing. Obviously, the university is a big part of that. Uh, but that's that's cool to go back to your hometown, especially when you haven't been there in a handful of years and, and kind of see the growth. And uh, but then you see things you're like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And uh, uh, and then I mean, you can't forget the biscuit factory. I mean, that was the best thing ever. I get, I get a biscuit, a biscuit. Fa I try to get one every time I go to Martinsville, I try to pass through uh high point and get one because it's best biscuits in the world. I would, I would say that. Dennis, we got to put you on. I know you're from Virginia. You don't know anything about that, but yeah, I see you've been, Chris. there's fantastic biscuits in high point. You're I'm just now finding out from Ryan. I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Due to COVID, I haven't really been back to High Point myself a lot. But uh, and I know Ryan, uh, you'd have fun at um, the High Point Rockers games, but you're normally racing during that time, so I don't, I don't think you'll get mm -hmm. a chance to see them anytime soon. No. Um, but if you just happen to, you know, have like an off week, it's, it's definitely a fun time. Um, Bishop McGinnis, I, I just want to say this real quick: we have a um, a uh, meteorologist here, Cat Campbell at WRL, who went to Bishop McGinnis. Um, I want to say she's maybe a year or two older than you right Cat now Campbell. so yeah so i'm wondering if you guys um and i'm not even sure if that's her actual last name i have to ask ask her yeah. but <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure i uh honestly i missed a lot of days in, in in high school man i was racing so much i missed a lot of days 
I didn't talk to a lot of people. Uh, so I didn't have the biggest social life in high school. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd be interested to see when she graduated. I would have graduated there in 2012. My last right. year was 2011 though. But, uh, yeah, those were, those were good times. I was a small little private school and, uh, Bishop wasn't, wasn't too bad. We were the villains. We had a good yeah. basketball team. We had a good girls basketball team for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Won championship after championship. Always beat my yeah. Southwest Gopher Cowgirls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we are wrapping this thing up, um, and I know you're you're short on time, but uh, with the rest of the playoff season like coming up really soon, like outside of Charlotte, is there a particular um, and and maybe outside of Martinsville, is there a particular track that you're looking forward to racing at the most, or is it one of those two? Um, you know, I mean, personally, I love Martinsville. Um, you know, for multiple reasons because. One, I grew up really close there. I went, I went and watched my dad race there so many times as a kid, you know, growing up with my family just because it was right down the road. Um, and another one is just, you know, especially me, just because the heritage there, you know, being able to, I drove for the Wood Brothers for a couple of years and they were right in Stewart, you know, Virginia, right down the street from Martinsville. So, you know, to run for those guys at that track, their home track uh, was special. And, uh, you know, we've been so close to that track a lot of times, you know, I've run second there two, three times and led a ton of laps and um, had great shots to win them and just kind of given them away on pit road. And just we've kept making mistake after mistake. So we nice to finally close one out there. Um, and that's that's almost what makes you more hungry. Right. It's like, man, we should have won there, won at this place two or three times. And just we haven't really performed to our best and kind of given them away. And that makes you hungrier to try to go back at it. But. I love Martinsville. That's that's such a fun track, and um, a lot of, a lot of my friends and family come to that track too, which even makes it cooler. Well, since I'm I'm from High Point, and and you are too, you know, I'm gonna take off my shirt, twist around my head like a helicopter for you. I'm gonna make sure that uh, we're gonna be cheering for Ryan Blaney for the rest of the playoff season. Oh, perfect, man! Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. It's fun. All right, we want to thank Ryan Blaney, NASCAR, and Team Penske for making him available uh, for us. We only had like a quick 10 minutes, but, you know, I'm not going to brag too much on ourselves. Oh, But you really? can tell he now wanted to spend more time with us. Now you're not? Now you're not? Oh, yeah. Well, you brag on us. I think you are bragging about High Point. I'm, no, I'm no, like, no. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the Culture State podcast. He wanted yeah. to spend more time with us, for sure. Well, of course. But who doesn't want to spend more time with us? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell well, us all about it. Yeah, well, you two were broing out, you know, over High Point, North Carolina. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I get it. Wait, hold on, Chris. But before we talked to Ryan, you mentioned about how there's a racetrack in Winston-Salem that Richard Petty used to dominate back in the day. You've been holding out on me on that, Chris. And apparently you've been holding out on biscuits. You've been holding out on biscuits for me, Chris? What's going on here? So the Biscuit Factory is a, is okay. a real place in yeah. um, High Point. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's like right there at the corner of East Chester and Main Street. Okay. Um, I went there a little bit more when I was younger, like before the age of, I would say between ages six when we moved to High Point, six and maybe 11. Okay. Um, I haven't been, I probably haven't been since I was 11 or 12 years old. But they, I do remember that the biscuits are huge and they're some of the best biscuits that you ever have so uh, in your life. Biscuits. What you telling me? They're thick biscuits with two thick C's. Biscuits. You've been holding out thick biscuits on me, Chris. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you've been holding out. Well, thick I mean, on me. I don't know what you like, man. We talk about everything, like you know, jelly. Ah, I don't like the texture. Smoothies. Oh, I don't like the texture. Like, like texture. what? Like, who doesn't like a smoothie? I've never heard that before. I don't like smoothies. That's fine. <laughs> but you've been holding out biscuits on me, Chris. Have you seen this body? I'm thick for a reason. I love me some biscuits, and you've been holding out on me, man. I'm All upset. right. Well. 
we we got to go get some biscuits then. I, I didn't realize that you were so into biscuits like that. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure you get you some biscuits from my girlfriend factory. loves biscuits too. I gotta I gotta bring some for her. Okay. <laughs> you can hold out on both of us, Chris. Gosh. Sorry. Sorry about that. If you feel like driving to high point, go go to the biscuit factory and get some biscuits then. I'm okay. sure you can put all the all the meat that, that you want on it as well. I've been making you vegan every Saturday morning for our radio show in my slow cooker. Bella's been cooking up a storm and you've been holding out biscuits. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Sorry. I I didn't know that you wanted to go to High Point, North Carolina so bad. Maybe you can learn a little tackle grapple before you get there. So you feel safe (laughs) (laughs) on the streets of High Point, North Carolina. High Point mini mall. Speaking of balls, I can only imagine what a young Chris Lee was like walking around being a mall rat at the age of 17 probably not 17 oh, okay. um but before i could drive for sure okay like so in, in the, 14 year old chris lee yeah in a drop-off age. just walking Man, around the mall i can only imagine the mis- you know the, the i mis- wasn't into mischief like oh, really? that's the thing i didn't get in trouble as a kid and i you know i, I like literally the worst thing that came from my childhood was I, I got in trouble like when I was like in in second grade for like taking a quarter out of somebody's cubby or or whatever. Dare you? You know that was that was pretty bad. Um, at the it felt like so at the time anyway, because uh, I was stressed out. But after that, honestly, like I didn't really get into trouble. I wasn't like a troublesome type of kid. But what I was trying to do though, I'm gonna tell you about 14 year old Chris Lee. Right? Oh. I thought I was the Mac Daddy, even oh. though I wasn't. Yep. Had my braids, you know what I'm saying? I thought I, I thought I looked fly. Had on my Dada shirts, you know what I'm saying? My big Jabot jeans and 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 Dada shoes. Would go to the mall, you know what I'm saying? I, in my right pocket, I had my my wallet, you know, with probably about thirty dollars in there. I was balling for a fourteen year old, you know what I'm saying? Um, in my left pocket, I had in chapstick, a little hand held uh you know lotion so i could put some lotion right there on my hands make sure my hands are all moisturized and i always carried around a pen and a, and a piece of paper just in case if i met a young lady so i could write down her phone number all right Look at you. always That's did so that good. now this how many times hard. did i ever do that zero <laughs> but <laughs> i did it though i was prepared just in case hey you were ready you were yeah. ready I, I respect that. I respect that. So this is the early days of Show Smooth. This is where Show Smooth was born. It's smooth hands, ready to go. I get it. Close, close. Um, we've talked about the origin of the name Show Smooth before. Oh, I know. But this is um, this is around. Yeah, this was probably Show Smooth was probably just about to be uh, born. Yeah, but he he was there. I wasn't as as much of a a, a ladies' man as I thought. You know, I I, I could have been. Just mainly because I was I was shy, you know. <laughs> I would just uh, stare. Hey, I, I was the nice guy. Hey, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Christopher. Hi. Nice to meet you. I make A's and B's in school. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I like pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought I was going to get all the girls with that one, but you know, I didn't. Looking back, I can see why. <laughs> Looking back, I can see why. Oh man! At the time, though, I was just like, oh. no, they're like, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't she want me? I mean, look at exactly. this. I make A's and B's, and I like pro wrestling. Exactly. 
Man, we are bless our hearts, as I like to say, Chris. Bless our hearts. I want to know what 14-year-old Dennis was like when you're getting dropped off at the oh, look at that. mall in, in Charlottesville. Time. Hmm. Uh, that <laughs> never really the Wait, where where I grew up, the closest mall was like 30 minutes away. So it's not like oh, dropped oh, off man. or anything like that. So I never hung out at the mall really. Okay. No, it wasn't me. No, it's not a mall rat, sadly, but truly. You hung out in the cornfields or you went to go cow tipping? Stuff no, like I didn't that. Go cow tipping. <laughs> Just because my town didn't get a traffic light until I was 16, Chris, doesn't mean <laughs> cow, okay? I mean, you know, I, I just, I've heard those stories from friends here in North Carolina in small places. Yeah. Um, like Sanford, Lee in Lee County. Like, yeah, we go to cow tipping on the weekends. It's like, okay, I guess this is what you do when you don't have a mall to go to and walk around at. And you just find stuff to do. That's really about it. Just find <laughs> but that's all. Big shout out, Ryan Blaney. Uh, by the way, uh, by the date we we're recording this, just finished fifth in Las Vegas. So big shout out to him. Yep. Um, NASCAR is currently in the playoffs. So if you haven't paid attention to NASCAR this season, I would say start paying attention now. Yeah. Uh, you know, playoffs. there's a there's a lot of big time. Yeah. Young drivers who are in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs right now. And uh, coming up at Charlotte, this will be the cutoff. So the top uh, eight, I think, will the, the top 12 are in now. The top eight will then move on after Charlotte at the Roval, um, which, remember, we, you know, we talked about it with Ryan Blaney. Yeah. That is the race. That is the, uh, a big-time race that he won back in 2017 or 2018, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he has, he has an advantage coming into that place. So and uh, I we'll see what happens. I believe he's sitting fourth right now, so he should be good to go moving up into the next round. But, you know, as he said, though, it's, it's the best thing to do is to win because somebody yeah. who's in 12th place can pull out a win and, and get that automatic, you know, qualifier and then move, you know, a few people down. Exactly. So, um, you know, the best thing he could do is win, and he has a few more chances at it before they do another cutoff. But, uh, yeah, good, good job for him. Uh, and we're going to be cheering for him because he is from the state of North Carolina, specifically from High Point. That's three, right. 336, baby. 336 for you, Chris. Check yep. us out on Instagram and Twitter at Culture State Pod. Also, listen to us Saturday mornings live from 10 to noon on 99.9 The Fan, or you can listen to it on WREL Sports Fan or the WREL Sports Fan app. It's free. Absolutely free. And guess what? When the pandemic is over, we're going to give you a free hug every time we see you out in public. Boom, free. Just wear some deodorant. All right, thank you guys for listening. Follow me at Chrisley TV. He's at the Fan Rookie. Follow at the Culture State Pod or at Culture State Pod on IG and Twitter, and we'll interact with you there. Might even follow you back. Peace out. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.